hear us through your AirPods or see us on your laptop, how about meeting us in real life? Because we're taking Queer Money on the road this summer and fall. Visit QueerMoneyPodcast.com forward slash tour or the link in your podcast player to find out when we'll be in your neighborhood. You're listening to Queer Money episode number 205. Today we're answering Justin's question from the Queer Money Facebook group. Justin asks, what are the pros and cons of starting your own business? Why should or shouldn't you start your own business? We answer that in today's episode. We make the Queer Money Podcast for you, so please email your money questions to questions at debtfreeguys.com or post them in the Queer Money Facebook group, and we may answer it in an upcoming episode. There's personal finance for the masses. This is not personal finance for the masses. This is Queer Money. The Debt Free Guys want to encourage you to remember to use mobile and virtual banking services during this time. Also, remember those who may not have grown up using these kinds of services and lend a hand wherever possible. The foundation for living fabulously, not fabulously broke is a good credit score. A good credit score can save you tens of thousands of dollars over your lifetime. A bad credit score can cost you tens of thousands of dollars and cause you to miss out on other great opportunities. Sign up for the free Improve or Build Your Credit Score powered by Experian Boost and watch your credit score improve by 5 to 50 points in 15 minutes. Go to debtfreeguys.com forward slash boost. Now, on with the show. Hey there, and welcome back to another episode of Queer Money. Isn't it nice to have John back with us? (laughs) I know I certainly like it. This is one small business that wouldn't work without him. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. It's nice to be back. I'm not sure if anybody other than you noticed that I was gone. (laughs) So today we're talking about Justin's question. His direct question was, is that something that you can talk about on the weekly podcast, the pros and cons of starting an official licensed business? Well, in fact, this is something that we can talk about and something that we've learned the hard way. (laughs) Yeah, you know, this is something that we are passionate about. When John and I have looked at the queer community, one of the things that we would like to see is that more of us thrive financially. And for many people in the world today, the way that they're thriving financially is by taking control of their own financial situation and either starting a side hustle, a small business, or growing it into something that allows them to basically break free from having to work for anyone else right now may be a difficult time to be thinking about doing something like that. But for many people, this is the appropriate time. They have the opportunity, the time, and in some cases, some people may even have the money to be able to do it right now. We want to see more queer business leaders. When we are in control of our financial destiny, we get to make the choices. We are then able to produce our own happiness rather than relying on someone else. You know, John and I are so passionate about this that we eventually would love to be able to offer tools and help around starting your own business. We are considering including something in our Total Queer Money Makeover course that includes a business aspect to it, helping individuals like you start a small business. That's not necessarily what this is about, but that is one of our goals. You know, we were curious as to how many people in the Queer Money Facebook group have their own business, and we're not really that surprised to find out that there were quite a few. We actually asked that specific question, how many of you have your own business, whether it's a side hustle or are entrepreneurs, and uh, there were 46 respondents. And keep in mind here that There are some individuals who said no, and that's because they don't necessarily need one. So two people said that they did not need uh, to have a side hustle or a side business. 
that's because some of them may be entrepreneurs themselves and don't need to do that. Or some people are content and happy with the current, their current situation and don't need or don't want to distract themselves with another business. Then there were a couple of people who said that they have them, but that they're losing a little bit of money on it. Now, John and I have a little, uh, maybe hopeful different tactic of way to look at it uh, rather than losing money, but we'll talk about that a little bit later. What we were happy to see is that five people said that they have a side hustle or side business and they're making bank on it because we know that that's possible, right? Uh, There are individuals out there who are doing really well, even in this current environment, with their side businesses. But the other two things that we really liked is that some of you are starting. Uh, 19 people said that they have a side hustle and they make a few bucks. And 18 said that they don't have one, but they're interested in having one. So there's this desire to take control of our own situation in the Queer Money Facebook group. And we really like that. Yeah, I'm actually, I think this is a nice, uh, healthy balance of the number of people who do have a side hustle or at least want to start a side hustle. I think that's wonderful. And like David said, that we want to see more entrepreneurs and, and this extra stream of income can help make you, many of us, much more financially independent. Um, but it's not a smooth sailing all the time. It's not always uh, skipping through posies, <laughs> some might think. Um, there are some challenges to it. So we don't like to focus too much on the negative. So we're going to rip that Band-Aid off and we're going to talk about the cons of starting your own side business first, and then we'll wrap up on the positives. We did engage the Facebook group as well to get some some of your feedback. And we were able to kind of put this in sort of a sequential order that David and I thought were relevant. So Josh mentioned in one of the comments that um, he saw a risk of having a side business as a loss of free time. And that's 100% absolutely true. I I can't tell you the number of weekends and holidays and early mornings before we used to go to our W-2 and uh, late evenings after we came home from our W-2 working on and growing our business. And that's definitely a drawback. Now you have to with that, you kind of have to weigh, you know, what's more important to you? Um, are you willing to give up a little bit for a period of time so you can have more down the road? Or is that not trade-off not worth it to you? You know, even though we know many people who do it, um, and it fascinates me that they're able to do it because I don't know, I don't think that I could do it. But maybe if you're growing your family right now, maybe growing a business also doesn't make sense to do so simultaneously. Um, but we know many people who actually do that. So uh, maybe I'm completely wrong on that. So a loss of, of free time is a, is a give up. Yeah, and I would agree that there is this idea that it's a loss of free time. But sometimes I look at how passionate people are about something. And then the time that we as a society in general waste on things. And when I say waste, I'm, I'm literally talking about wasting time. Like when we sit there and we scroll through Facebook and Instagram, I think that I saw a statistic, this is a while back, that said that the average American spends 16 hours a week on social media. And that's a lot of time. I mean, imagine if you could convert even just a quarter of that time, four hours a week into a business that was making you some money. So it may be that you're using some of your free time, but are you using all your free time to the best of your ability? (laughs) Yeah, I think that's a good point. I think when you and I were both working for Debt Free Guys early in the morning before we would go to our W-2s, go to our W-2s for eight to 10 hours and then come home and then work 
again on Debt Free Guys and the Queer Money Podcast, I don't know that we've ever been more efficient in our lives. We were super focused on what had to be done, not getting too distracted with superfluous things. We didn't spend it, even though a lot of our business relies on social media, we didn't spend a lot of time personal time on social media and we stopped going out as much and partying and all that that helped as well so it might be a loss of time but it depends upon exactly how you look at your time uh, so number two drew and Caden both said a loss of capital and, and that's definitely a, a risk there there is a loss of capital there is no guarantee that your business is going to be successful but if you are a hundred percent positive and are trying to start a business you literally can't do that without some investment of money. If you're not willing to make some investment of money, then you're not necessarily serious about growing a business and you should probably not waste your time. But we don't look at, we don't look at the money that we've invested in our business personally as a loss of capital, even though it could have been. We look at it as an investment of money or seed money into our business. And we have been fortunate enough, mostly I think due to being consistent and, and putting in the hard work to be able to grow our business to a point where we're able to sort of recoup the money that we invested in it. Like I said, there's no guarantee of outcome. So that, that could have been a complete wash. But I also think that there are no failures. You're either learning or you're growing. And if you know the Defree guys and the Crypt Money podcast would have gone south fast and we would have walked away with nothing from it, we would have walked away with, with at least with uh, education and something that we could apply to our life or our, our professional life. Number three, uh, then there's the uh, emotional roller coaster. And I will say that for David and me, I think the emotional roller coaster has been the biggest challenge for us. Um, you know, many of you know our story. We didn't get into this with a whole lot of self-confidence. We didn't, you know, we kind of came from a place of, of inferiority and, and, and emotional struggle. And that has definitely parlayed itself into, into our business. So, you know, sometimes when you have a failure as an entrepreneur, it seems much more magnified when it's your own business than if you're a part of a team working for something else. Because very often you sort of take those failures much more personally. I would add to that the, this whole idea of opening yourself up to to the emotional roller coaster. One of the things that I think has been most difficult in looking at or putting ourselves out there is that we have put ourselves out there to being ridiculed. When we post stuff on social media, it's amazing sometimes how toxic the comments can be from individuals. When you put something out there and you have all the right intentions, you put it out there and you put it into a Facebook group or you tweet it or whatever the case may be. And the vitriol that comes from some individuals who are opposed to what you're saying or are making assumptions about you because of the color of your skin or your gender or the your sexual orientation or where you live in the country or where you live in the world or the simple fact that you are trying to do something positive. Some people thrive on hating on that. And so you're putting yourself out there. And I will have to admit there have been sometimes I've looked at this and I've said, I'm tired of helping these people. If this is what they're, the way they're going to treat us, I'm tired of helping these people. And that's part of the emotional roller coaster that you may have to deal with. But you have to remember, what was the real reason you got into it? 
That's 100% true. I will also argue, though, that I think the emotional roller coaster for queer people might be a little bit easier because we've already had to navigate um, years and years of being able to survive in environments that weren't necessarily accepting. Um, and that maybe that roller coaster for many other queer people might not be as volatile as it, as it maybe has felt for David and me personally. All right. So our fourth point here is having to learn how to run a business. None of us, not a single person here was born knowing how to run a business. If you were born into a family where you had the entrepreneurial spirit or you had entrepreneurs as parents or siblings, maybe you saw some of it, but that still only gives you somewhat of a track record to follow, but not necessarily knowing exactly how to do it for your business. There's all sorts of things to think about. Things like taxes. Do I need an EIN? What is my business structure? By the way, we're going to talk about this in next week's podcast. Then there's the legal aspects, copyrights and disclosures. You know, I think about the copyrights. This is an interesting thing because a little over two years ago, John and I had our account set up on Instagram and we were promoting ourselves as the debt-free guys. And then along comes someone who also is promoting themselves as the debt-free guys. And we had to get some advice, some legal advice as to what we should do. We had to pay someone hundreds of dollars to tell us what is the best possible path for us to do right now. And it came about that we actually had to send a cease and desist letter to these individuals saying, hey, you know, we spent money and have spent time building up this brand. And now you're coming along and trying to use our brand for basically the exact same thing. So there are some aspects of your business, legal aspects that you're going to have to take in consideration and you're going to have to learn as well. Lots of other things like how do you actually run your business? How do you manage it? How do you make payments? How do you collect money? How do you price things? Do you have to license something? You know, all of those kinds of things come into this aspect. It's a tip for many people that becomes overwhelming of how having to learn how to run a business. I, I just think of, say, for example, some individuals are very creative, but they're not necessarily going to do great at running a business. That may mean that you have to outsource that. I think one of the challenges there too is learning how to manage yourself. Most of us, in our, you know, at least when we're younger, we're working for someone else who says, show up at this time, leave at this time, and in between, do all this stuff. You get to eat at noon. Whereas when you're working for yourself, that's something that's 100% you. And even if this is a side business and you're only working on this on weekends, well, how do you work on the weekends for the fewest amount of hours to be the most productive and not get so distracted? Absolutely. I think that the, you know, I think this, uh, the statistic out there is that nine out of 10 businesses will fail within the first five years. And that I think that that's kind of this plays into this point number five that there's no guarantee of success. And that speaks to what you were just saying is that sometimes we get so conditioned to being told by other people, this is how I can be successful. I've got to put in my hours. I've got to climb the ladder. I've got to do this. I've got to do that. But then you get your own business and you're like, okay, how do I, how do I turn this into a success? Especially with this idea that so many businesses fail within the first five years, which unfortunately can have a a very deep impact on your mental health. So all of these cons are overcomable, but at the same time, they need to be a caution for all of us to think about, you know, if 
if it's worthwhile to actually get into business, if I am considering doing this, would these kinds of things get in my way? How much would they prevent me from being a success? Overcomable? Yeah. <laughs> Is that like Marie Forleo's uh, figureoutable? <laughs> How does your bank support the LGBT community? Not at all? For Pride in June? Or 365 days a year? Capital One proudly supports the LGBT community throughout the year. Maybe it's time to support a bank that supports us. Go to debtfreeguys.com forward slash cafe for more info. Okay, so we focus on the cons there and we don't like to focus on the cons too much because from our perspective, the pros have totally outweighed the cons much more than the cons have ever cost us. So uh, we're going we're gonna to wrap up on the good stuff. And actually, point number one is what precipitated this question from Justin. Uh, Patricia in the comments section of the Queer Money Facebook group uh, said uh, she would highly advocate everybody start their own business, no matter how big or small, simply for the tax benefits of it. And there are some great tax benefits of it. Um, some things that we can just think of off the top of our head are, are just some deductions that you avail yourself to, if you, especially if you have a small business. You can deduct your home office against your taxes. You can reduce some of your rent costs you can deduct that from your taxes, utilities, some travel expenses, some dining out expenses. And very often uh, when David and I go and speak at different places around the country back in the days when you could do that, um, we would we would blend uh, work and play together. So um, we could kind of not merge those expenses, but we could kind of have some expenses cover other purposes. And there's definitely a, a way that you can make that happen. Also, some office supplies and business tools. So if you're an addict of staples, <laughs> this is a great way to, to, to fuel that addiction. <laughs> um, other things are, uh, you know, Depending upon the tax structure of, or the business structure that you set up, something that we'll talk about on next week's episode, pass-through deductions for S-Corps, limited liability companies, sole proprietorships, and partnerships, you can sometimes reduce your income taxes uh, by as much as 20%. And that's something we're going to talk a little bit about next week. That's a great way to keep more of your own assets for yourself to either infuse back into your business or you, know, you want to keep your business and personal expenses separate, but you can also reduce your personal income taxes a little bit there as well. Yeah, I think about this whole idea, oftentimes we think to ourselves, how much is this business going to cost me? But we don't actually say, well, how much is this business going to save me? And that's the area where it can actually save you money is by helping you save money on taxes. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's maybe one of the reasons why so many people who are very successful start their own business because it, it does offer that, that bit of savings. I think number two is the other reason why people start their own business. And that is the uh, uncapped upside income potential. Um, you know, when you're working for someone else, you're always at the mercy of what they think that you're worth. Um, either, either it's what they think personally or it's how they've de- to calculate your worth. Whereas if you're working for someone else, you have unlimited income potential ups on the upside, uh, depending upon how hard you want to work, how much you want to produce, how much you want to grow your business. Do you want to take on investors to grow your business beyond just yourself or you and your partner? Um, there's just an, an unlimited income potential there. And that's one of the, the big draws for many people. Um, that unlimited income potential then, of course, avails you to be able to have a bigger quality of life, to be able to give more money back to the LGBT community. Um, there's just just increases your financial security and your increased financial security increases the overall LGBTQ community's financial security. So I think to me, points one and two are probably uh, two of the biggest reasons to start your own business. I would definitely agree. You know, we were talking with uh, Fred 
who is a member of our uh, credit card payoff plan group when we do our weekly group chats with them uh, several weeks back. And he was telling us about someone who had started a small business and he had started uh, a gay man who had started a small business kind of as a hobby of making candles. And that today he is working for himself. He doesn't have to go to his job anymore. And his partner is starting to participate in the business. And I think that that's sometimes a lot of us, we get lost in this idea of if we want to be able to not have to work for someone else, it needs to be this huge, big idea about what we're going to create when it comes to a business that would allow us to leave our current job. But for so many people, they've just taken some small hobby and they've grown it into something now that is so much bigger than they had ever expected it to be because it was their passion. That's actually point number three here, uh, that you can use a hobby to supplement your income or reach your financial goals. That's one of the best things about a side hustle is if you have something, you know, if you are passionate about a, a certain food product and you make that a lot, you know, we know of a, a story of a woman who, who loves teaching people how to make bread and she makes fifty to $80,000 a month teaching people how to make bread. And that's simply because she put her courses on how to do that out into the public so that people could learn. And of course, she put a price on that and thousands and thousands of people sign up for her courses. But it was her passion to try to help other people learn how to basically be somewhat pioneeristic, that I'm going to throw another new word out there, that allows her to make this significant amount of money. So and it doesn't necessarily have to be that big. Sometimes it's being able to pay off your debt or save $5,000 for a vacation or the money that you would need to buy that ring for the person that you've been wanting to propose to, right? Point number four here is that allows you to create leverage or a backup plan. And I think that uh, for a lot of individuals right now, especially if they're still able to facilitate their side hustle, this is one of the benefits. One of the big benefits is that they have something that they can fall back on or something that they can use during uncertain times. It allows them to increase their streams of income. And it gives you that extra bit of security. It reduces your reliability on someone else, whether that's an employer, a partner, a spouse, or a family member. You know, I think a lot of, of individuals, especially youth, who are living at home in an environment that's maybe not the best environment, having a side hustle or a small business as a teen and showing that you can be self-sufficient and make some money on your own, not only I think will that maybe help ease the tensions with your family members, but it also may give you an out, right? If you need to get the, so to speak, the F out of Dodge, then you may have the ability to do that. Our final point here, number five on the pros, is that you're putting your money where your passion lies. And that was our big motivation, why we got into this. Yeah, we've had the desire to have our own business. And yes, we would love it if it was super financially successful. But our 
biggest motivation here is one of the big three things that John and I have talked about wanting to do in our lives is to give back to the community, to help the community. And I want to drive home this point here that giving back to people doesn't necessarily mean you're giving for free. Giving back means that you're helping people. And a lot of people get a lot of help from the services and products in which they pay for. You think about education, you think about artists, they charge for their work, they're passionate about it, but we all get to enjoy it. So just because you're giving back doesn't necessarily mean that it has to be free. But again, that was one of our big motivations is it allowed us to put more, pa- more energy into the things that we were passionate about. So, you know, a lot of people have turned side businesses into full-time businesses. And what this has done is it has created opportunities and it has created freedom. I know for John and me, this is probably one of the biggest things is it has created freedom for us. We are no longer tied down to a specific location, although I will say that right now we kind of would like to be, (laughs) but we are no longer tied down and that's what allowed us to spend three months living in Spain, working in Spain, being able to explore a different country on the times in the hours when we weren't working. I think one of the other things I mentioned is that it creates opportunities. We know individuals who started a business or a side hustle and it showed to other individuals their drive and their passion and it created other businesses for them or opened them up into helping out communities that they hadn't really planned on or expected to be helping. So it really provides that opportunity. You know, the other thing is, is that whether you have one or not, it's not going to make you a better person or a worse person. There's no judgment on whether you have a side hustle. It's just, is it the right thing for you? And that's the thing that we want you to take into consideration right now. Is this the right thing for you? So we're passionate about this. We personally, David and I, think that there are many more pros to owning your own business, whether it's full or part-time business, than there are cons. But of course, this is unique to every individual and owning a business isn't for everyone. So figure out what's right for you and follow accordingly. And if you determine that owning your own business is right for you, you will very likely thrive both personally, professionally, as well as financially. I guess that's more than both. It's actually three. <laughs> so as David alluded to earlier in the episode, we're thinking about adding a component in the Queer Money Makeover course of some training that helps people start their own business. If this is of interest to you, please let us know. Drop us a note in our questions box at questions at debtfreeguys.com or let us know in the Queer Money Facebook group if this is something that you might be interested in, uh, starting your own full or part-time business. And we might consider actually adding that to the Queer Money Makeover course overall. Thank you very much for your time and we will talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to this episode of Queer Money. Here is your Queer Money takeaway from this episode. If you're on the fence about creating a side or even a full-time business for yourself, we want you to really weigh the pros and cons of doing so. Having your own business can be great, but it's not for everyone. If you make sure that it's right for you, you'll thrive. Join us for next week's Queer Money, episode number 206, when we talk about the tax, legal, and financial aspects of having your own business. We make the Queer Money podcast for you, so please email your money questions to questions at debtfreeguys.com or post them in the Queer Money Facebook group, and we may answer it in an upcoming episode.
The DEFRI guys want to encourage you to exercise extra caution right now, as there have been an increased number of fraud, phishing, and other scams during the COVID-19 crisis. Remember, the foundation for living fabulously, not fabulously broke, is a good credit score. A good credit score can save you tens of thousands of dollars over your lifetime. Bad credit score can cost you tens of thousands of dollars and cause you to miss out on other great opportunities. Sign up for the free Improve or Build Your Credit Score Powered by Experium Boost and watch your credit score improve between 5 and 50 points in 15 minutes. Go to DebtFreeGuys.com forward slash boost. From Los Angeles, California to Winooski, Vermont, we're taking queer money on the road. Join us as we gamify personal finance with Queer Money Bingo or catch our signature Live Fabulously, Not Fabulously Broke Talk and so much more in between. Check out QueerMoneyPodcast.com forward slash tour or the link in your podcast player regularly for date and location updates.